Um, so this morning the word of God is coming to bring importation. This is also visitation. Uh, it's going to be a vaccination. <laughs> so that you'll be immunized from uh, everything that makes you sick. And that we can be healthy and strong for the Lord. Amen. Please put your hands together for our pastor and shepherd, Edgar Michaels. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated on top of your enemies. Amen. Before I get to the word of God, uh, let me just greet all in the name of the Lord. We're happy to see you. Each one of you are very precious to God. Amen. And uh, thank you for last week, uh, Ark Gathering in Grassy Park, thanks for your support and your work, and even those who work behind the scenes, that things ran smooth to the glory of God. Hallelujah. As my wife said, whenever we have a, especially a special event, you are not excused. You must be there, because to others it seems like if it's not special to them, why must it be special to other people that come visiting? Amen. So... Um, so take that very seriously then um, we also last week and Saturday uh, we hosted a team of uh, young people those nine 46 years ago <laughs> they were young I'm still young <laughs> okay it was a reunion of uh, 1976 young people and we were 11 young people, 1976, in the heart of apartheid. And that time, the riots was on in 1976. Okay, and um, the uh, uh, denomination I belonged to had a call a year before that to equip about 12 young people to go and work for, leave their work for one year and uh, go and work full-time in winning souls for the Lord. And I was, I volunteered, although at that time I worked only six months at this place in Woodstock, there in the office. And um, when I went to um, the boss and others to ask if I can get off for, for training, that's the year before we went full-time, because they chose two young people to go overseas to Belgium for training. And out of hundreds of young people, they elected me to be one of the two. And I even went to the pastor and said, I think there are others who more deserve this position. And he convinced me, no, I'm the right one. And I went for six weeks to... A, uh, Euro, they call it Eurofest and um, for six weeks of training there where Billy Graham preached and very prominent evangelist 
we were about 8,000 young people across the world together. And from there we went to Holland, me and my friend, to go see house the Netherlands. And, uh, and uh, we would have gone to England also, but uh, we canceled that. But it was a powerful impact in my life as a 21-year-old young man. I think I, yes, I was nine, uh, 20 years old at that time, yes. Wow. And uh, when we came back the year after that, we, uh, he didn't, my the other friend, he didn't go and left his work, but I left my work and we were 11 young people working for God. We started churches even for the denomination in various places, working in Hout Bay and Nova Park, yeah, in Kensington and uh, many, many places. And then out, out of from here, we went to Calfenia, where a prominent Muslim person came to the Lord one evening. Um, after the opening, he came to me and said, do you want to give his life to the Lord? But this place, Calfinia, is going to be shock for this decision, he says, because they are of the riches in Calfinia. His name is Ismail Adams. He's the eldest of four sons. His, his family is going to be very upset. But he gave his life to the Lord. And years after that, I met him at an auction where I was interested in a car. And my brother and those who were with me told me that I don't have the right amount of money for this car. But I said, no, I think I'm interested in the car. And as the car came on five cars uh, in front, here Ismail come after, after many years. Here he comes walking to me, Edgar, he said, Wow, I said, you're serving God. He says, yes. He was, he was a radical, <laughs> very on fire. The Afrikaners, the white people in California knows them, knows him. And whenever they he meet him in town, even in California, he prays on the pavement for them. They must go to their knees and pray. <laughs> That's how radical he was saved. But what I want to say is, that was beautiful and wonderful. Yes, he, Ismail caused me to get the car that I wanted to get. Praise God. So um, the white man, Pastor Ron Kinnear, that was our uh, initiate this movement. It's the first time in my life I met somebody without any racism in him. And um, he's got so much love for me. And um, would do anything for me, even up till today. Um, and he flew down from Pretoria to this reunion. My wife, the place looked like a hotel in our house. Give it up for my wife uh, doing such a <laughs> sterling, such a sterling and powerful thing. It and those. Uh, we were six left of those. The others are gone to be with the Lord already, but we were about six or five that came together. But uh, with others of those years back of the council in the denomination, we were about over 20 people together last Saturday. 
and what a reunion it was. It was very powerful. Hallelujah. They're quite blessed to know that the ministry goes on and we work hard for the Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor Kenia is still planting churches in Africa and everywhere. He's turning 80 now, the end of this month. Wow, what a servant of God. And I'm so blessed to be connected. If you stay faithful and loyal to the Lord, you will never know where God can take you. That was the first time for me on an aeroplane. I was very nervous. <laughs> but the Lord blessed us. And he made me the leader. And some of those young, some of many of them are older than me. But he made me the leader. And uh, it was powerful. Hallelujah. 1976, 20 year old young man. Praise God. And not halfway through that year, Pastor Kinnear filled in the forms for the Bible school himself without telling me. He said, you must go to Bible school. And when I told him I would love to go to Bible school, he says, no, the forms is everything. You just need to sign here. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that relationship is still very, very close. Hallelujah. And great respect in that denomination. Let me say to you that I hope, where are you reading in the New Testament? Romans. Romans 3. Romans chapter 3. Praise God. Amen. So I hope you're all there. I'm enjoying my reading of the Bible. Um, I must just push myself to read faster because I just want to get stuck places and just uh, look up this and that and say, no, listen, I'm only busy reading. Hallelujah. Enjoy the reading of the Word of God and read slow and enjoy the Scriptures to the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. I would also love to pray for uh, on both sides of this war going on there in Ukraine and in uh, from the Russian side, the aggressor and uh, the Ukrainians try to defend the country. Um, we need to know that on both sides there are believers and we want to pray especially that God protect those who are saved. Everybody actually, but especially God's children. Yes, war can be so, if you watch, you need to look eh, and watch and see what devastation war can cause and how people are suffering. And the war tells you, not only war, even the viruses, people were dying, many left the earth very early. Could have been you, could have been me. I also spent five days in hospital with the virus. And came through by God's grace and wonderful prayers of the saints. Praise the Lord. But it just shows you your life can be any time sorted and it's gone. So be aware of that. Um, before I go further on in that, thanks Ryan, you really bless us. It was powerful. I've enjoyed the word and the simplicity and the re being real. That was so wonderful, seeing your love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You say, you need to understand me too. Uh, even Tracy's testimony was very powerful. It was blessed. And there are many of you 
with many other testimonies and being very much on course with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, my vision is uh, with the church is that everyone who is young at heart and adaptable, uh, I'll spend much time with you. Amen. Praise God. But out and Burma, but next for Anani and Stephus, I love you, I care for you, but don't think I overlook you. But it's just we need to move and run because the vision is is great. Praise the Lord. Do you understand me when I'm saying that? Please take that serious. Don't think I overlook you. Just ask yourself, why am I not being asked this or that or whatever? You understand? I want change. I want you to grow. I want you to move on in God. You need to know I'm 66 years old. I don't have time to waste. You maybe have time to fool around and feel well, uh, and problems and I've got scores to settle here and there. I don't have time for that. Praise God, we need to move on with speed. Hallelujah. Kijk hoe daar klagliederen vir hulle wat Engels is, uh, en dan gaan nog overheren iets praat oor uh, die oorlog. Klagliederen. Kijk hoe kijk hulle na mekaar. Ek is as pris dat ek sê klagliederen hoofstuk 3. Lamentations chapter 3. <laughs> I think it's verse 27. I hope so. Amen. Lamentations 3. Hallelujah. Yes. It is good for a man that he should bear the yoke in his youth. Amen. It is good for a man to feel and live the responsibility in his youth. Praise God. Many people say, when I'm older, I will become serious. When I'm married, then I will become serious. When you get married, you've got more other issues to look for but you can still live fully as a young couple for the interest of the Lord if you have chosen right and your girlfriend who become your wife has also got the same passion for the Lord hallelujah and even if you are older and you get born again you can always adjust remember there's always room for change and and adjust and say, listen. The, in fact, by all means, when they are very old, they are very ernstig raak. And as it, as the graf net die om die draai, and now they are very ernstig raak. And they can not by the oopelig come, want and that is a problem. You understand? Okay, so use your time very valuable. Amen. I want to say through this verse of scripture, the world wants you young. Even if they advertise posts or jobs, occupations, they say 35 is the cut of the age. We don't want you older than 35. You say, oh my Lord, I am better qualified than those who are 30 years old, but the cut of age is 35. Why? The job wants you young. They want you when you are juicy, strength, and, and power, 
and you're adaptable too. If they say, oh, we want you to move now to Senton, to Gauteng, you will be able to go. But if you have four or five children, they know now. <laughs> we want you young. And it's only when it comes to God's work that people feel, wanneer sy oud is, kan sy vir die een dag sal ek vir die Heere gaan werk. Een dag sal ek vir die Heere gaan werk. But the scripture says, it is good for a man or a lady to bear the yoke when you young. Hallelujah. Remember that scripture. Praise the Lord. And I'm sharing things that you can understand. This is where pastor is moving. Hallelujah. And even if you're under 100, you can be young at heart. Praise God. So nobody's you disqualify yourself. You understand? Nobody. I am still young. Hallelujah. And look at the young man Edgar Michaels. How adaptable and chains and he's everywhere where the work of God is. Praise God. He's excited, happy. Praise the Lord. Enoch who walked with God, he was a married man. The Bible says he had children, sons and daughters. Enoch, but he walked with God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Back to the war. Let's just pray for those who are dying. There are thousands of people dying. People fleeing from their houses. And it is a fearful thing when it comes to war. And it's just because Russia wants to get this nation under them and the world are very scared and don't know what to do. This war can even turn to a world World War Three, which can affect all of us also. Because when it's world war, then every nation has to decide what side are you standing on. You hear me? What side are you on? And this thing might even move towards Israel as uh, things. Just yesterday, the Prime Minister of Israel went to Russia to go and talk to Mr. Putin and try to bring some peace. Okay? So, let's just think of... Let me, let me say to you, let's think this way. When it comes to war... Let us think this way. Let's pray for the believers that God must spare them and protect them. There's a lot of miracles happening also already like that, God's protection. And let us also pray that as it is happening, that many of the Russian soldiers lose, lose energy and feel, why must they die like this too? You understand? In other words... They feel also, and they are hungry. You know, when you go into a country and you didn't plan properly, <laughs> and you are now in the country, where, and the food is drying up, the water, you, 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 you're in trouble. You understand? And the vehicles, the petrol, is running out of petrol. But you're deep in the other country, fighting. So let's pray. Can we stand please and pray? Heavenly Father, you know what's going on there in Ukraine.
and the aggressor, the Russians, uh, destroying and killing so many, many people. Even as we're speaking now, huge bombs are falling on universities and buildings and houses. Little children fleeing and running. Oh, the fear and the panic. We pray, Lord, in some way that you will bring this to an end and to a stop in the name of Jesus. We pray divine protection for those who are born again, your children, God over from the Russia side and the Ukraine side. Protect your children. Protect your church in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father, that you will cause these Russian soldiers, because their president are just brutally marching forward without taking any advice. We pray for these soldiers just to lose heart and say, I cannot do this any further so that things can come to an end. We pray for alertness and for wisdom for the leaders of the world and the Ukrainian people. Protect the women, the old people, the girls and the little boys. Protect them, Father. This is a scar on their soul that they will never forget in life. Lord, let people flee to Jesus and give their lives to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Even many of these soldiers, before they die, under a hail of bullets, let them call to the Lord and give their lives to Jesus Christ. Lord, be merciful to both sides and let your power and Holy Spirit work. And let the world realize, Father, all of us as we see this happening, what are we living for? Because it's so easy that the TV won't be there, the car won't be there, the clothes won't be there. We run away from our houses and all the carpets and the chairs and the jacuzzis is left behind. And we move and run away with just a bag if it's possible. Lord, help us to know what is life all about. It's all about eternity and our relationship with you. In Jesus' name, be merciful. Amen. Thank you. Be seated. Amen. I'm speaking uh, about the importance of your calling, the importance of your gift, the importance of God's will for your life. Praise God. Amen. So, the all-knowing and the all-loving God for every one of you, God has a plan. Amen. God has a plan with your life. Every human being. Your plan falls into place or start to operate when you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're outside of God's will for your life. If you are not born again. It's only when you are born again. That the will of God for your life starts. <clears throat> Amen. But you have a calling in life. Amen. You have a calling. These three words. A calling. God's will. And God's plan for your life. The will. 
the calling, the plan for your life? Have you discovered God's will for your life? What I'm doing, not only now, my, I live God's will for my life. All other things you do out of God's, outside of God's will is vanity. It will pass away. And the older you get, you will realize how useless your life has been because you haven't lived for God's will. Do you hear what I'm preaching? It's vital for you to understand this. You should have a consuming passion, a zeal for the will of God for your life. And I'll show you through the word of God That God has got a plan for each one of you. Amen. God has got and he has placed his potential in you to fulfill his will for your life. But it's a very terrible thing to have been in the earth. Which millions of people have been here and are here. But they miss the purpose why they are here. Remember what I'm saying. The will of God for your life only starts when you get born again. You are not even having a faint idea or clues to the will of God for your life if you are not born again. Wow. And everybody's DNA are different. Your, your fingerprints, you might be a twin even, but your fingerprints are different. Because God made you unique. He made you special. He made you different. And he caused you to be here, not in Jan van Riebeek's time, not in the time of the Lord Jesus, when he walked the earth. He caused you to be here at this time. Your birth might have come about by mistake or by lust or whatever, or even by rape, by whatever, but God knows about you. And he planned you to be here now. At this time. With this, these gifts. Inside of you. And God can take a mess and make it a message. Praise God. He can use junk and change it completely around. Hallelujah. The greatest fear you must have is to be outside of the will of God. Because in the will of God is the safest place. Even these soldiers or whoever who are citizens of these nations that's at war. If you in the will of God, you cannot die before you have accomplished the will of God for your life. 
Praise God. Therefore, people feel very safe when a man of God is in the car or on the aeroplane because they feel it's happy to see you, pastor, on the plane. Because they feel, I don't think God will allow this plane just to crash because there's a man of God on the plane. Amen. Egypt was blessed because Joseph was there. You must even see your business, your work can be blessed because you are there. If you have a proper look at yourself and a healthy understanding who you are. Praise the Lord. Amen. God's eyes are upon you and you are special to the Lord. There is, please write if you can, there's a difference between your career and your calling. Your calling is since your birth. Your career kicks in afterwards when you go and study and you make up your mind, I want to go this direction. I want to become the best sweeper of streets in the world or something like that. <laughs> you understand? Or you want to become an accountant or you want to become a lawyer. You become a teacher. That is your career. It's not your calling. Your calling is what you must do for God. Amen. And your career, you study for it. But your calling is a gift by grace. Amen. Your career is your abilities. But your calling is God's ability through you. Do you hear me? Like, like what I'm doing now. I've, I can never have been a public, even a public speaker. Like many of you might think you can never be a public speaker. But if it's your, call, if it's your calling, God will empower you. Amen. Do you hear me? Your calling will always be outside of your abilities that you feel. It's by grace. It's by grace. And every believer has a calling. Amen. It's not just standing behind the pulpit and preach. Every believer has a calling. Amen. And after you got saved, your main thing must be, why am I saved? For what did the Lord save me? Amen. And Write down this too. You get a special call. There's things that your speciality. And in your calling, in other words, there's two sides of your calling. The special side and the general side. Amen. The general calling is we all must have a prayer life. We all must give money to the work of God. We all must win souls. But your special gift might be, you don't only win souls, you're an evangelist. Do you see the difference? You're an evangelist. Praise God. Your special calling, the general is we all must pray, 
But you have an anointing to be an intercessor. To raise up other prayer warriors. Praise God. But we all must pray. Amen. Every specialist in, in the medical field, most of them have started as a general practitioner, a GP. Amen. You go to your GP, your GP will say, Oh, it's you, your eye, I can give, uh, give, give you a prescription. After three times coming, he says, I cannot cure your eye. You need to go to the specialist. Is, is that clear? Amen. We all must shepherd. We all must care for God's sheep. But there are people that have been called as shepherds. Praise God. We all must care for the sheep. But you get people, you're even giving. You get, we all must give money to the work of the Lord. But then a specialist is, I give far, my business flourish so much, I give far beyond what everybody else gives. And I give it with pleasure. Amen. I give a thousand, fifty thousand there. I give a hundred, three hundred thousand there because, and, and it's, it's nothing for me. In other words, the specialist calling is, he's a giver. Amen. Have you asked by now, what is my calling? What is my calling? Paul, the apostle Paul had a great start. When he got saved, he asked two questions. Amen. It was in the afternoon, a bright light from heaven struck him down. Don't you think if that should happen to you, you must say, Jesus is real. Because he asked, who is this speaking to me? He says, I am Jesus. Of Nazareth. Do you hear me? Praise God. Amen. Won't you also say. Nobody can ever convince me. That Jesus is not alive. Amen. The heavens open. In, in the afternoon like this. He said. It's one, it's, so in other words. The light was brighter than the sun. It struck him blind. For three days blind. But this is what he asks. Who are you speaking to me? He says I am Jesus. Why are you persecuting me? That tells you. Anyone who touches the Lord's children. Touches the Lord. So this is how you must be careful. What you in the kindness of the Lord do. And on your do what believers is. Is that clear? You are touching me. Wow. I can remember when I was say, got saved newly and I as a prefect had to look after children in the class because the, the staff were busy with the meeting. And yet this boy just utterly despised me to keep some order. I tried to quiet him down. You know, he took a scissors and he came running to stab me. Wow. I 
cover, protect myself. I don't know if he fell, he heard his mouth and blood came out. And then he ran home and I knew his daddy is very dangerous. And I had the knowledge to think, listen, I need to just say to the class, take care, and I had to run to where the staff is. When I got there, I was just there. Here his dad comes with two wild, vicious dogs. And he didn't want to listen to the principal. He says, let thy light eclipse. Wow. Do you hear me? But, but I want to tell you how God protects his children. Just two weeks after that, he died of a heart attack, this man. And God pet on my back and he says, I will protect you. I will protect you. Wow. I said, wow, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You must know you a child of God. Praise the Lord. Don't look at yourself just like other people. You a child of God. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 8 to 9. Praise God. Are you blessed? 2 Timothy chapter 1. Amen. The last part says, The power of God, verse 9. The power of God who has saved us and called us. In other words, God saved you. He called us with a holy calling. Amen. When God saved you, he had for you a holy, why the word holy? It's a sacred call. It's a serious call. Holy means he set you apart for a purpose. The word holy means you are set apart from other people. Amen. In fact, in case you think I forgot, the first question Paul in the dust asked when he was lying there, who are you? Secondly, what do you want me to do? Amen. What do you, and the Lord said, go to a certain house there. And when Ananias came there after three days, Paul blind, Ananias said to him, the Lord showed me, He will open your eyes to know his will and how much you must suffer for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Lord explained Paul's calling. Hallelujah. Let's get back to the verse. Hallelujah. With a holy calling, not according to your works. In other words, your calling is not to do with your human abilities. But it's according to his own purpose. He called you not for your purpose. You are not saved for your purpose. Therefore, those who are born again, you cannot just decide, now I'm going to stay in Durban. You must ask, Lord, what is your purpose? You, you, You belong to somebody else. You are the Lord's property. Amen. You cannot make up your own. If I made up my own, when I got saved, I had completely other plans. I wanted to be a star soccer player. 
And that time when I got saved, my spelling was bad. I was at primary school. And I thought, Eka's doof. I'm struggling. And I said, if I can only read and write, I think my feet will do the job. Then I must work that I get a ticket, some air ticket to England. And there my talent will be spotted. Then I can make money. That was one of my dreams. Another dream was when I saw these traffic cops, I thought I would like to get become a traffic official. Uh, you, you, uh, I, 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 I like the physique. <laughs> and, 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 and stopping and stopping people. And Then I thought when I go to high school, I, I thought, no, I have a bit of sense now. I would like maybe become a teacher or something like that. But then I got saved. Then I asked, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? Wow. Amen. And after asking that question, everything changed. Everything changed completely. Wow. Even some of those who were saved young men around me, they have girlfriends. I also wanted a girlfriend and I thought later on, is there something wrong with me that I am not interested in girls now? Because that was the talk. So the Lord told me, <laughs> your time will come. Just stay like this. Just stay like this. I said, wow. I understand. And I never tried to get out of it. I was just tunnel vision. Just straight Hey, even at school, creepy and tricky and what, but just tunnel vision. So they said, no, delight But it was my calling. It was my calling. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Not according to your own purpose and grace which was granted us in according to, he called you according to his own purpose and grace. Grace kick in when your effort, human effort ends. Amen. Then grace kick in. Hallelujah. And look what it says. Which was granted us in Christ. From when? Not when you got born in the earth. This plan God had for you from eternity. In other God's go words, before the world began, God knew Edgar Michaels is going to be here in 2022. Hallelujah. 1955, he will be born in Garden Village with seven children, the second youngest. And my eyes on him. He will become a man of God. I will make him a man of God. Praise God. Amen. God has got a plan for you from all eternity. And you must seek to fit into that plan. Amen. Can I give you a picture of how most believers are? 
it's like the Lord saved you and now you are not interested in his purpose. That is what I want to give an illustration about. Amen. It's like a father has got a plan with his, with his young son. We're going to go somewhere. He buys him special shoes. Special suit. Even jewelry. Watch. Now that he's dressed. And he's got his perfume or whatever. And the dad says, this was actually why I dress you. Let's go. Then he says, I'm not interested. I don't want to go. Most believers are like that. They get saved, wash in the blood, receive the word, get come to Bible school, come and get trained. But then they say, I am not interested. What a disappointment to God. I can tell you, because you don't discover the will of God for your life, most believers are frustrated in life. Frustrated in church. If you don't know why you have to be at work, your secular work, it's easy for you to stay out of work. Understand? I worked by Vauxhall for a while. Uh, you know, there's various departments where the Sioux, from the start, this department start the Sioux, this department are busy with the top of the leather, this department is busy with the soles, this one is just putting the laces through, this one is doing the policing, this one, there they do the packing of the stuff with the right, paper and the right sizes and all of that at the end there it goes out but if you are a packer and you don't know your purpose it's easy for you to stay out of work and then you wonder why are they firing you because they have only four packers and if there's only three you bring youths bottle up and a problem. But they had a light cup for ochen, and they gaan nie weg. Now God has also got various departments. But God's eye is on the end product. But you stay easily out of home cell. You stay easily out of Sunday church. You stay, because you don't know the purpose. The purpose of God with your life. The call of God upon your life. My God. Do you hear what I'm preaching? And what I'm sharing? Very, very vital. Now you become frustrated in church. Now you start to fight. Now you start to uh, become negligent. Now you drag your feet. You have got no you are not pursuing the purpose of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Amen. First Ephesians 2 verse 8. Hallelujah. By grace you have been saved. Listen. 
You are not saved by your merit and by your good works. As die genade van die Heere dat sy tot redding kom. Amen. There's many who reject the grace of God. They don't see this as an opportunity. This is God. I mean there's eternal hell waiting for you. There's Satan that has control of your life. There is this wicked, ungodly world to which you belong. And Satan and demons are speaking to you. Why are you here? Don't give your life to the Lord. Because Satan wants to take you to hell. And grace saves you. Amen. Grace is God's unmerited favor. You don't deserve it. He says, by grace you have been saved. Through faith. Through faith is, the faith comes from God, which tells you, faith tells you, trust Jesus with your life. Give him your life. Just trust him with your life. I tell you, your life will be completely changed. You are safe, and that you are safe not by yourself. It is the gift of God. Amen. You don't pay for a gift. Amen. If I give you a gift and I ask you to pay off 50 cents a month or what, then it was never a gift. Our salvation is not by works. The next verse, verse 10, this is the verse. Amen. Not as a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are God's workmanship. That word workmanship, Derek Prince says in Greek the word is, you are God's poem. Poemen. In other words, people will stand astonished at your life after you save. They will say, this is like a poem. This person was up to nothing. Or going nowhere. It's completely. It's, it's like a, a, a masterpiece. The word is also a masterpiece. A soul piece. Praise God. Most of my friends that was in high school with me. Will tell you when they see me. This guy. This is, a, this is just something. Completely out of God's hand. This is different. My, my, my teachers too. Amen. Even while at school, standing out for the Lord. For we are His workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. You know what? Your, your course for your life has been set by God. The works that you must do for him, it is set. It's, it, the word is actually, you are ordained to it. Amen. The King James Version would say, ordain. Ordain means you predestined. Hallelujah. Your destiny was settled by God a long time ago. Glory to his name. Philippians chapter 2. How see, I want to, through this verse tells you, what must your attitude be 
towards your calling. Amen. Verse 12. Amen. So then, my beloved, just as you've always obeyed, not as in my presence only. Some people obey only in pastor's presence. Amen. When they know pastor won't be there next Sunday, well, then I think we can also take off. Because they are not serving the Lord. They're serving a man. It's actually when you're very childish still. They are not on the foreskot of your mafas. As your manera as it an ail, they dan as a problem. But as a groter word, I would say, me and the foreskot for it. They can, they stand up your ear bena. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Before we go to the next verse. In other words, I'm now safe. I must work out my gift and my calling with fear and trembling. Why with fear and trembling? Because if I'm outside of God's will, I can die before my time. Or I am wasting my life. I'm wasting time. I get frustrated. I'm a disappointment to God. Paul says, I fear and I tremble. I don't want to miss that. Amen. There's a saying that says, angels fear to threat. To threat. Where fools rush in. Die engele is bang om uit Godse wil te wees, maar dwaase ras in het in om uit Godse wil te wees. Are you with me? Angels fear to threat where fools rush in. My God. Amen. I'm scared to be out of the will of God. Because my effectiveness is gone. My bearing of fruit is gone. And I will be, first, I will be like a fish out of the water. I'm, and I'm living for that which is futile. Which is vanity. Which is vain. What is your attitude towards your calling? Paul says, work out yours. I am safe. I have salvation. But work it out. This is your workout. This is your workout. If there's anything you want to work out, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I speak to you as a coach, as a servant of God. 51 years saved. Amen. If you don't want to listen to wisdom, you will stay foolish. Amen. And in this church, we don't preach motivational talks, feel good messages, jumping up and down. And when trouble comes, I'll fall your liver. No, we're building. Amen. But the, the, the soil must be good where the seed falls in. Amen. 
If there's a lot of thorns and stones in the ground, you must get the thorns and the stones out so that the seed can grow. Amen. Work out your salvation with fear. Verse 13. For it is God who is is at work in you. This is the wonder of how God works. It's It's by grace. God works in you. In you to will. To will means he gives you the desire to pray. He gives you the desire for the Bible. He gives you the desire for church. He works in you to will. It's your own carnal will that goes against the will of God. Amen. The will of God tells you, you must be in church. The Bible tells you, you must be governed by the word of God. Amen. For it is God who is work within you both to will. Do you see there? God works to will. It's not difficult to do the will of God. He gives you to will. And to work for his good pleasure. You want to bring pleasure to God. Do you bring pleasure to your parents? Amen. I brought such pleasure to my parents that my daddy said later on, his name is Edgar. I'm telling you, his, his friends, he says, my name is Edgar. His name was Johannes. Of God, I would say, Hannes Michaels. But it's because he fell in love with his son. He fell, look at the son of mine. Wow. Amen. I look at 1976, the photo that me, uh, I was standing on the airport. That time it was DF Milan Airport, Cape Town Airport. There were thousands of young people. They came from Friedenburg to come and see of these two young men going overseas for six weeks training. When I got on the airport, the, the sound as these young people were singing, praises to God that Two young men going to represent them at a conference and get equipped. Wow. I look at the photo. It's next to my, uh, my, my bed now. It's lying there where I was standing there like this with my hands in my pocket. I had such a, a car coat on with fur around. <laughs> it, was, it was in winter. And my mom and my mom and my dad, my mom with the bag, my daddy with his suit. And I look at them, how proud they must have been. That die young man, van 20 jaar oud, wat polio gehad het, die een ziekte gekom het, look here at this young man. Wow. I I want your God to be proud of you like that. You bringing pleasure to him. God is impressed with you. That God can show to the angels. Look here. What I have done. Do you know his background? Do you know where he comes from? Do you know how, how, uh, how, how doof he was? She met me. I've opened his understanding. Because when I was at primary school, I was struggling at school. I always have to look at my, my friends. 
eerste, tweede staan hulle. In fact, I failed also in primary school. And I will look at them and I will think, wat gaan van my woord? Heere, ek sikkel aan so. But when I got saved, and got born again, it was like pumps in my mind that just open up. Wow, I stood second in class and I had to go ask my teacher, is this for real? I say, it is real. That cannot only happen to you even far more if you allow the Spirit of God to work in you. Hallelujah. For His good pleasure. Amen. You are becoming the pleasure of God. Matthew 21. Hallelujah. I'm reading Matthew 21. Verse 40, verse, verse 18 and 20 to 22. Now in the morning when he was returning to the city, he became hungry. Say, Jesus was hungry. Yeah, he saw seeing a lone fig tree by the road. No, fig tree, you don't get fig trees alone. I'm, can I give you interpretation quickly of this? Because I need to move quick. It's a believer, I move a lean. You understand? He's, he's independent. They don't flow with the church. A lone fig tree by the road. He came to it and found nothing on it except leaves. Say leaves. Only leaves. And he said to it, No longer shall there ever be any fruit from you. And at once the fig tree the tree withered. My God. Seeing this, the disciples were amazed and asked, how did the fig tree withered all at once? And Jesus answered and said to them, truly I say to you, if you have faith in God, uh, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even you shall say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea. And it will, you know, I was Wednesday at a conference, just a special meeting by Pastor Joseph. And the man of God preached this. And I said to him afterwards, I said, I understood that, but you open it far better. But what he was saying, why did Jesus curse this tree was, because if a fig tree has leaves, there should be fruit on it. But this fig tree was deceptive. In other words, can I give you a spiritual interpretation? It's a believer, have got lots of church activities, but they don't have fruit. When you get to him, his character stinks. When you get to him, you wonder, my God! And the Lord don't like pretense. He said, let there never come fruit out of you. Okay. What are the Lord after? Your calling. Your fruit. The will of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. What a powerful scripture. 
And what a powerful word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at Luke chapter 13 verse 6 to 9. I'm rushing. Ten more minutes. Hallelujah. And he began telling them this parable. A man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard. Now if you, if you, if you don't read the Bible with your mind in it, you won't see the wonder. In other words, in a vineyard you get grapes. But among the vineyard, in the vineyard, he had a victory. In other words, you are special. What the Lord wants to say, every one of his children are special. You can be in church, but you have a special calling. You might be, there might be 50, 40, He's five teachers of God, called by God, but each one will be different. Praise God. Each one will be different. Hallelujah. Therefore, the Lord says, there was a victory in the midst of a vineyard. If you still remember, uh, brothers, uh, um, Tommy Simon, Simon preached here in Garden Village years ago, and he preached the gospel out of this scripture. And he says, the Lord was like, he liked fig jam. Not grape jam. Amen. But the Lord was saying, do you get what is, you are special to him. He wants your flavor. He wants your gifting. He wants that what comes out of you. Let's go further on and read the verse further. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? It is too powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. And he came looking for fruit. What is the Lord looking for? He's looking for fruit. And it and did not find any. Look what he's saying. And he said to the vine keeper. That's the pastor. Behold, for three years I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any for three years. Let me tell you, after three years being saved, you should produce powerfully. Amen. You are already before three years producing, but at three years, Amen. Did you watch children before they go to high school? Before the uh, last standard in or grade in high school, they still so. When they the next year, say, the, you, your your daddy or your mommy's friends, when they come there, they will say, "Oh, but the girl is really pop out, eh? It's like, wow, yeah, wow." Now, when you born again, before three years, you must produce, but at three years. Wow. Is it so with you? How many years are you saved? How long are you saved? Let me say, let me say, I nearly wanted to say, ask your friend next to you, or not ask, tell him, this is my gifting. I think this is my speciality. This is what is general in me. Everyone should know that. Amen. Or I would like to be this. Don't tell me you would like to sing in front, but you cannot keep a note. 
Amen. Do you? As you see, they sit the bro out the core out in the kerk. But here's someone who is false. The choir master. There's somebody that he cannot keep a note. But when they sing, he just keep a little bit lower. So they let everyone sing personally. And then they discovered it is him. And then they excused him out of the court. But he loved singing. As he walked out, he turned around before he left. He says, in heaven the Lord won't put me out of his choir. <laughs> they said, it's true, God bless you. <laughs> Amen. But what I'm trying to say, don't you know, some people think, I, 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 I want to be a preacher. But you must start giving testimony. Amen. You must start somewhere. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, before I preach, in a, uh, I preach in a church and then I preach on the train. And I preach anywhere. Uh, even on the platform of the, of, of the station. I preached. Amen. Without somebody being with me, I just preached. Share the word of God. Amen. I preached one day coming from Athlone. That time of Ewood College where they study for teachers. They were sitting there with their blue blazers. And some were starting laughing and all of that. But I was preaching. Amen. Later on it became quiet and serious. Because I was preaching out of Ecclesiastes. Everything is vanity. I still remember. Every I said your degrees it's vanity if you don't get born again. You go to hell, you are lost. So it became quiet after a while. I said Solomon was more wise than anybody. He says, All the books is just weariness. He says, I had all the furniture, all the women, all the music, everything, but everything is vanity. Without God, it's vanity. Can you see? I still remember what I preached. Praise the Lord. Further on. Behold, for three years, I come and I found nothing. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground? And he answered and said to him, Let it alone, sir, for this year too, until I dig around it and put in fertilizer. And if it bears fruit next year, fine. But if not, cut it down. I'm reading this to tell you the Lord is after fruit. Amen. Let me just show you for the last five minutes of the preaching. Each one has a gift. Amen. First Peter and then we'll close. First Peter chapter 4. Hallelujah. For 7 to 11. Is it nice? 7 11. There's no more shop like that. 7 11. Amen. This is, listen, this is how I remember scripture sometimes. You see? If I preach and I don't have my notes, I just know each one is a gift. 7 11. 1 Peter chapter 4. And you wonder, how does Pastor know? I try to work things out and remember. Amen. Each one has a gift. Amen. Are you there? The end of all things are near. Therefore be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. You know what does that verse say? 
the end of everything is near. You must be sober because the devil wants to steal your prayer life. Amen. Say, no, 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 I, I cannot allow that. I cannot allow that. I cannot be there. I cannot go there. I want to pray. Amen. For the purpose of prayer. The next verse says, Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another. Amen. We should love each other fervently. Because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. Here it comes. As each one receive a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace. You know, the many-sided grace of God. Each one have a gift. Display the many-sided grace of God. Hallelujah. The next verse says, now gifts falls in two places. You're either a speaker or you're a doer. Praise God. Whoever speaks is to do as he's speaking the utterances. Of. In other words, as I speak, you will say, this speech is different than others. This is like the word of God. Amen. Whoever, anybody who's a speaker, you must strive to be that you speak with anointing, with power. Then he says, whoever serves, to do so as one as serving by the strength which God supplies. Praise God. Amen. Whether I clean the place or put the chairs right or pack something, I do it with the strength of God. Romans chapter 12, please. Each one has a gift. Amen. And with this verse I close. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a blessing. Romans 12. Verse 1. Therefore I urge you brethren by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. You see, God's will for your life is good, it's acceptable, and it is perfect. Let's go further. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have received many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function. Amen. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Amen. You might also be a speaker, but you can only speak at a house meeting, not in front of hundreds of... It's according to the grace that you have and the gift that you have. Just put these three special callings in every believer. You a priest... You're prophetic and you're a king. And we close with that.
Amen. Praise God. God has called you firstly to be a priest. And put in brackets a priest's function is to pray and to sacrifice. Amen. In other words, it's to minister to God. And also sacrifice means I sacrifice time. I say because this verse of scripture we just said we a living sacrifice. I'm a living dead person. That's the the contradiction is I, I I'm dead to myself, but I'm alive for the Lord's purposes. That's what it means, a living sacrifice. I'm alive, but I'm dead to myself. My own interest, I'm dead to my own interest. In other words, my career is secondary. My calling is primary. Amen. You can even lose your career, but you can never lose your calling. You can even Badang, resign out of your career, but you will never resign out of your calling. Praise God. And then as a prophet, as a priest, prayer and sacrifice. As a prophet, hear the Holy, what the Holy Spirit is saying and proclaiming. Praise God. To hear God's voice and to speak for Him. Amen. That's the function of a prophet. Amen. But it starts with being a priest. So that when you speak to unbelievers, it is effective because you're a priest. And then as a king, amen, it's to break the works of Satan. Praise God. Amen. To rule, to break the works of the devil. Glory to God. Can we stand? Amen. Give the Lord praise. What a word. What a word. A believer's health depends on the food that he eats. Physically too. If you don't eat this, I mean, you can just be on the plate there in the notebook. You don't eat. You cannot grow. You cannot be healthy. You cannot function. It should change your life. You should go home now and say, even till Wednesday, Lord, by Wednesday at the home sale, please ask people, let them tell you what is their calling. Amen. Not we don't want just theory. What is your calling? Did you neglect your calling? Amen. The Lord is disappointed in you. Don't you think the Lord will be disappointed in me if I neglect my calling? You all will suffer. Why? The church is suffering because you neglect your calling. The work of God is suffering. Because you are not in the will of God. Do you take that serious? Work out your salvation with fear and tremble. Not what you 
think your calling is ask the Lord what is your calling for me I want what you want for me and it will fit you like a glove it will be like a tailor made suit you will say I was born for this everyone there's no one of God's children even if you have to work in the kitchen even if you have to make food even if you have to take care for the poor even if you're a giver even if you're a singer whatever and do it to the best of your ability my calling is preaching and teaching I don't have much time listen to I listen to preaching I listen to Derek Prince I want to YouTube I want to listen to <laughs> because it makes me better teacher Amen if you're a soccer player you give yourself I made the best team win this afternoon praise God let's pray Pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I have a calling. And this calling is in my life. Before the foundation of the world, you gave this gift to me. Forgive me, Lord God, for neglecting this gift. Not only I am frustrated, but your work is suffering. Because of my negligence. Thank you for your word. Are you all praying? Thank you for your word. I call upon you for grace. And for mercy. To not give myself rest. But to bring forth. Fruit for your glory. In the name of Jesus. You are a searcher for fruit. May you find fruit in my life. I want to be fruitful for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Just close your eyes. Is there anybody who want to give their lives to the Lord? You may raise your hands. We will pray afterwards, after this meeting for you. Anyone who say, Pastor, I don't understand everything, but I don't want to go to hell. And I don't want to serve the devil anymore. I want to serve the Lord Jesus. This is my hand in the air. I want to serve the Lord Jesus. Is there anybody like that? Second time, is there anyone who want to give his life to the Lord? You are responsible for your life. You are responsible for your eternal destiny. Don't blame God if you go to hell. Is there anyone who wants to say, I want the Lord Jesus and I want him now. Amen. Receive the blessing of the Lord. The Lord God bless you with his presence and with his power and with his glory. The Lord open doors for you wherever you go. The Lord cause you to flourish and, the, and to prosper. The angels of the Lord protect you. The Lord bless you in every vehicle you travel and where you move. Divine protection is with you. Serve the Lord with all of your heart. And stay in tune with the Holy Spirit. 
in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Give the Lord praise. Thank you very much. God bless you. Please let us.